Good. About a decade ago, I met a young man who was, um, he was 30 at the time that I met him. And he described his life as living with one foot in the past and one foot in the future. He was haunted uh, by the events of his past, lost opportunities and, and wounds that never seemed to heal. There was an emptiness about him, and he was undeniably trapped and imprisoned by his own history. On the other hand, he talked of his future and the uncertainty he felt, what might or might not be. He was scared. And although he had always succeeded at everything he set out to accomplish, there was a lot of unknowns in his life. Even as he spoke of his hopes of what might happen and the vision he held for his life, he acknowledged that he had no power to control any of it. How many of you can relate to this man? This living with one foot in the past and one foot in the future. Nod your heads. I can relate to this man because I'm speaking of myself at the age of, of 30. If we live with one foot in the past and one foot in the future, we straddle and completely miss the present. We become captive to what was, oppressed by what might be, and blind to what is. Our lives become imprisoned, impoverished, small, and empty. We are absent to God, to others, and even to ourselves. We are unavailable to those we love, to the needs of this world, and to the fullness of life that God offers to us. This is no way to live. This is not the way Jesus calls us to live. The life Jesus offers us is a life of of freedom. I'm not talking about autonomy or your ability to choose and do whatever you want without consequences. I'm talking about the freedom, the freedom to be and become fully alive. The freedom to be and become fully human. The freedom to be and become fully Christ-like. The freedom to be. To be what God calls you to be. Here and now. In this present moment. In his life, you'll notice that Jesus never reminisced about the past. Nor did he fret over his future. He comes to his people in the very circumstances of their lives. Whatever those circumstances might be, he comes and he's present there. And that's what he did that day in Nazareth. And that's what he does today for us. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and anointed to bring good news to the poor, he comes, comes to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He spoke those words then, but he speaks those words today. 
because this is about you and me. We are the poor. We are the captive, the blind, the oppressed. We are the ones seeking the Lord's favor. For you are gathered in this place here and now. How we understand ourselves depends upon our lives and our experiences here and now. Poverty might be about money and the needs such as food and clothing and housing, but poverty might also be about love and hope and meaning. Regardless, when we experience poverty, our world feels empty. The captive might be a prisoner, an addicted person, a cancer patient, or one overcome by anger and resentment. Regardless, your world feels small and is closing in. Blindness is not only physical, but it can also be emotional and spiritual. Regardless, your world feels dark. Oppression happens in a hundred different ways. It can certainly be physical and emotional violence, but it can also be racism and fear and profound sorrow. Regardless, your world does not feel safe. In the midst of these circumstances, when life gets really difficult, it is easy and tempting to run away, to get stuck in the past or fixate on the future. Yet Jesus comes to us today, here and now. He is not lost in our past, nor is he hidden in our future. He is here now. We can only encounter Jesus today. In this present moment, in whatever circumstances you find yourself in, be them circumstances of impoverishment or of blindness or of captivity, you can only encounter Jesus here today. Today is the first word of Jesus' public teaching. Did you know that? Today. The first word he ever speaks publicly. Today. It's not about what happened yesterday or what might happen tomorrow. It's about today. Today he proclaims the year of the Lord's favor for you, for me, today. Today he brings good news to the poor. Today he proclaims release to the captives. Today he proclaims the recovery of sight to the blind. Today he sets the oppressed free. Often we miss today. We miss today because we were fretting about yesterday or worrying about tomorrow. And yet the presence of Christ, when you think about the presence of Christ, heals our past and prepares us for the future. Good news, release, sight, freedom, favor. All these are made real today. 
in our current lives, in our circumstances today. Why do we take communion? Why is communion offered to you every Sunday? Do you think that I'm worried about your carb intake? Do you think I want you to experience the deliciousness of Welch's grape juice? Why do we take communion? That's a real question today. Why? Shout it out. To feel connected. What else? To remember the sacrifice. What else? To do something as a community. Look at you. To have Christ within us. To celebrate. To know Christ today. Today. Today is the only day we have. Today is when we encounter Christ. Today. Not yesterday or tomorrow, but today. Today. We cannot live in the past. We cannot live in the future. We can only live today. And today is enough, isn't it? Today is a gift, is it not? Shouldn't we focus on adoration and thanksgiving and joy that we have today? Shouldn't we give thanks to God that God in Christ, empowered by the Spirit, empowers us to live in this moment here and now to free us so that we might know life abundantly? And when we experience that freedom, when we live today, we then have the capability to share our liberation with others. And isn't that the point of living a Christ-shaped life? Liberation for others. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Thanks be to God. Amen.